0: don't have a valentine next week and even if you do
1: don't fret and make sure you're at her sweet release her sweet release her sweet release her sweet release is an upscale event for black women who love black women her sweet release her sweet release her sweet release release. This night of
0: live performances, unlimited drinks, hors d'oeuvres, a curated art exhibit, stand-up comedy, complimentary tarot card reading,
1: and sounds provided by DJ Lockspice. Her Sweet Release. Her Sweet Release. Her Sweet Release. Her Sweet Release release will take place on Saturday, March 17th, 2018, at the Living Well in Baltimore, Maryland. And we'll be going from 8 p.m. all the way to midnight. Her sweet release. Her sweet release. Her sweet release.
0: Dress code is creative cocktail or formal wear with a sag. (laughs) I mean, swag. (laughs) This is strictly for the grown and sexy, so only the 25 and
1: over crowd will be in the place. Her sweet release. Her sweet release. Her sweet release. And the best part, no men will be permitted in the space until it's time to take out the trash. Her Sweet Release. Her Sweet Release.
0: Tickets will
1: not be sold at the door.
0: So visit hersweetrelease.com to purchase your ticket
1: ASAP. Her Her Sweet Release. Her Sweet Release. Her Sweet Release. Oh, and make sure you use the code BLACKJOY for $5 off. And you know the Black Joy mixtape will be in the space, so make sure
0: you got your ticket now. Oh, yes, baby. Let's get into the show.
2: Ow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Give a fuck. finally. I'm 28 years old and I'm my own woman. What? <laughs> Nobody ain't said you could be. Gee, well, didn't... we really get it. Get into this off vacation episode.
2: now. Well, we we are back. Yo. Okay, get it together. Because Amber really is the little sister <laughs> no, that I has know. finally reached <laughs> of, of age. Jasmine and I are well into our thirties. Whatever. Yeah, Amber's like, like, I am new. I'm you am twenty-eight, <laughs> and I'm a woman now. I'm a phenomenal <laughs> woman.
1: You will not. I dance miss like miss me. I got meat diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. What I'm not going to do today in 2018 is be bullied. <laughs> ain't nobody bullied you, nigga. I feel like I'm being bullied. That's that Sagittarius shit. I'm Whatever. telling you to get <laughs> on vacation. I'm here. Because the mixtape is starting. I'm ready. <laughs> Happy Sunday, motherfuckers. <laughs> Welcome to the Black Joint mixtape. Wait. Well, so hold on. What? That ain't how we bring I in. I know. The- this is the small talk. <laughs> Y'all no have...
2: <laughs> 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 <Que no. laughs> Why do y'all keep inviting me here? I, that's what I don't this understand. This is when Amber act up. Like when Amber got like company. Amber that when Amber, Amber got the, company for bro, real. She don't know how to she act. Like, like look, professional. When Amber was a little kid, she was the one who went up to her room every time she had company and put on a costume she just got for Halloween <laughs> three months from now. And I will not put, put on a show. Put on a show for the company, and then her mama have to give her that look like if you don't take your ass back up them stairs, go lay I, the fuck down. No, she Will was not that put on the costume read. to do the show. And then be mad when niggas don't want to watch you.
0: <laughs> right. Like, oh, actually, we, we came over here to watch the game.
2: Like, we didn't come to watch you perform Usher's My Way, bitch. <laughs> I really we know these... hate these
1: bitches. We know you know the new Spice Girls routine, but we didn't come. Wait, it wait, wait. It was a wait. Power Ranger Everybody costume, stopped, and that's why my twin sister also did it. But do y'all know that the Spice Girls are back together? Yes. yes okay I, I don't know that that's
2: important to y'all but I need y'all to know that it's important to it me it depends yes, I need I to appreciate. check in on who they
1: voted for and if they believe black lives matter or not listen you're not gonna soil my spice girls with your goddamn politics okay <laughs> yeah. girl fucking power that's all you need yeah, to know I then clearly have bad fat black girl Cecily in the building and, you know, let's get into the fucking show. <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz the King of the South. And you are listening to The Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what do you do? Ow. Like, walk through the Pima's like, ooh, and I feel like Black Panther are the cool and I rockin' Wakanda, my own way. Feel like Black Panda, are the cool and I walk through so y'all like the way that shit sound don't it Mm. we came back with volume two you know where the fuck we at yes we're back in the studio shout out to our engineer and the official plug of the black joy mixtape sounds morgan Gibbons. Y'all still gotta still give Morgan a nickname,
2: though, because y'all came in, can't get us out of High Priestess of Black Joy. Oh, Morgan Givens. Yeah, you do have to <laughs> name yourself,
1: Morgan. Optimus <laughs> Moe. Optimus Moe. That's you know cute.
0: What? The D.C.
1: would really fuck with that. Yeah. Optimus Mo. Yeah, that yes. sounds like you should have your own phone posit. Uh-huh, you should. We <laughs> got to get you a pair. Mm-hmm. So we're out here recording on a Sunday doing our jobs. What's on today? Oh, I don't know, girl. Janet Jackson videos. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure VH1 Soul got something going on. Did you get a memo that Colin Kaepernick got hired by a team? Last time I saw, he was at home. Are we still kneeling during the national anthem protesting <laughs> police brutality? Listen, no. listen! Y'all told me that that's what I had to do in order to be down. This. Now we have Meek Mill's asses going to prison. Uh, Jay Z's not performing in the halftime Super Bowl show. Instead, Justin Timberlake, who is now a white man again, and they got Jameel Hill off of but, ESPN. Okay, let's
0: just rewind. Okay, so. Yes. Not only is Justin Timberlake a white man performing during halftime, he's mm-hmm. the same white man that shamed your sister. Your
1: yo blood, your kin. Jackson.
0: And I ain't apologized, ain't got nothing for the legend of God herself. She's a billionaire.
1: All Lives Matter head-ass Justin Timberlake. And not
0: to mention, you know, black men told me, that that's what they was doing this season. But then they started worrying about their damn fantasy teams and shit. <laughs> and next thing I know, I'm in the lift today on my way here, mm-hmm. you know, having a small talk, you know, because the babies saw the little titties popping out, you know, but neither here nor
1: there. You your, your driver saw your titties popping out?
0: Not, they went out, but they was, you know, sitting, you know. I right. got on my good bra today because it's a celebration, you Amen. know. <laughs> so... <laughs> We having a small talk because, you know, he's seen my hair, talking about how powerful I look and shit. Talking of course. About, you, you about to go to a Super Bowl party? I said, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't get the memo that Black we stopped protesting.
1: Matter, Black Lives Matter this year, baby.
0: And he got shamed because you could tell that he... Just abandon yep. the job, but y'all the ones that told me that y'all knew what rape culture was and yep. about police brutality and how everybody needs to support the black men. Yes, and y'all can't even support yourselves. They just goddamn. on Twitter
1: fucking smiling and hashtagging that shit that's for it. some reason. That's but it. But that's none of my business. That's none of my business. None of my business. Of my business. So welcome to
0: Volume Two. Ladies. Welcome. Y'all. Uh, so y'all know the deal, all right? You gotta follow the hashtag. Black Joy Mixtape, hashtag Black Black Joy Joy Mixtape.
1: Mixtape. You can also follow us across social media platforms at Black Joy Mixtape. And I must say, since this is the return, you better post this, share it with two, three, four friends, let them know that Black Joy Mixtape is back. Your favorite news and politics podcast with a side of humor for and by some black ass women. Goddamn. And we have a real one, Trill one. Cicely, where can
2: they find you?
1: Yes.
2: You can find me across all social media platforms at badfatblackgirl.com I have to say it slow like that because yes. niggas fuck up the order every yes. goddamn time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's bad, fat black girl, y'all. Absolutely. It's the realest name out here. I really enjoy it. Amen.
1: So let's let's give the people an update during our little hiatus and what we've been up to. Anyone want to? wanna? Well, I'll start. Oh, shit, I'm about to say, y'all the ones with stamps and shit. I just need <laughs> here. Cecily and I, for New Year's, we went on a little trip to Spain. It was glorious. It was me, says Quayla, Dio, Gloria. You know we had Gloria on the show um, mm-hmm. to talk about being lit and a lit team mom. Also, you <laughs> forgot about Bucci. Oh yes, Miss Bucci, <laughs> Jessica oh, shit. is
2: Bucci's real name, <laughs> and Amber has known her for at. Minimum two years.
1: <laughs> minimum. We started off the year six hours ahead of all you niggas and it was great. It in was in Black weird. futures. Yeah, we were in the future. It was wonderful. But y'all did go to uh, the grave site of Christopher Columbus. <laughs> but wait, I, yes. I want to apologize to all my Latinx homies because one, Niggas did not know they were at the burial ground for Christopher Motherfucking Columbus until I looked at the sign. So they think they just in the spot where the walls and the, are the floors pretty. are just made a go,
0: you know, just really <laughs> experimenting with the heaven experience. <laughs> only to
2: find out the one Christopher the that one we <laughs> Christopher that we, we don't do fuck not with. acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> the only Christopher we said. Probably we not remember. the only. It might be some also more. brown. Yeah. You know. <laughs> don't <laughs> I don't I don't the fuck with him Chris either. R- <laughs> you know this, Okay, now nah, it's some other Chris's. It's some Chris's out To be been. honest, generally speaking, <laughs> Chris's <laughs> ain't shit. <laughs> if, if if you listening, if you fucking with a nigga named Chris, dump him. <laughs> dump him, <'em>, sis.
1: <laughs> when I tell you, I literally got back on Wi Fi, and all the Latinx <laughs> folks are like, "That's our goal nigga." Like, like, fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. You at the fucking Christopher Columbus? I too. Mediogram. I too was on
0: the IG story. Like, oh yeah, Luke, that motherfucker. <laughs>
1: That's Listen, what I see. I was trying to get my ass back home, okay? Just, but yeah, so shout out to y'all for keeping the bitch woke. My bad. <laughs> I was just there to eat the many small plates. But you know, this is a, a
0: history of damn uh Amber. She go to Essence Fest, get an experience. She get a whole bag of of goddamn cocoa, uh moist. moist. Cocoa moist. <laughs> And she like, yo, I got some free condition.
1: I got free condition. I was like, oh shit.
2: You can't give Amber a new experience. She'll switch up on yeah. She like, look, this is my new life. We went to go see a flamenco show. Yes. (laughs) Now, for those of you all who don't know, the little bitch in the red dress and the emoji, that's a flamenco dance. Yeah. I don't know if y'all knew that. I didn't find that out until I went to Spain. Oh. <laughs> so we go see the flamenco show. Don't you bitches dare judge me. How the fuck nope. I was supposed to know Listen, what a flamenco dance was? Understand. I just got I on just the plane and went. Hearing <laughs> about black people getting some culture about yes. themselves. So we go see this flamenco show. All Literally, right. we walking out as a group. Quayla, who is Amber's best friend, comes up to me. She's like, Watch Amber start dancing. <laughs> literally, we don't take three steps out of this establishment. Amber's hands <coughs> are <coughs> in the air. Her feet are in the pavement. The Spaniards are looking at us like we are literally insane. Amber said, this is mine You now. cannot take this hole nowhere.
1: I don't Nowhere. care. And Amber is the hoe that you want to take everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Cause... Take me somewhere, because you're going to have a good-ass time. Well, I'm glad they came
0: back, because, <laughs> you know, I needed some company, because <laughs> I got tired of watching my friends be away and shit. And also, you know, it helped me get clear on my goals for 2018. Absolutely. So, you know, now, me and Amber have been traveling a lot for work. hmm But we still managed to make time to hang out mm-hmm. and... One new hobby that we have now is since we went to the Pretty Big Movement dance class. Shout out to Pretty Big, man. Shout out. And shout out to the Black Joy Jubilee homie, Jessica, who goes by X underscore JD Noir. Yes. who let me know that Pretty Big was going to be in a building, Akira, who I've been following for years. And I think we mentioned on the show that we really love seeing Pretty Big. I know Amber's talked about Pretty Big showing up at
1: the Let's, Let's Talk, Talk About, about Sex, Sex yeah. conference. They were awesome. Sister it was on. amazing.
0: And we messed around and learned how to dance. And me... Amber, Malaya, you know, which Malaya let us know that she ain't new to this. She true to this, (laughs) learning choreography, and we was like, you know what? Let's just keep this up. Yes. So we went to dance class again. (laughs) Yeah, we got the homie storm, the vixen who were out here doing the Lord's work of showing us some floor work, you know, making sure that our was...
1: twerk is proper.
0: Yeah. So we got whole ass routines. Also, the second class came equipped with sweet wine.
1: Yes, it did. And there was a smoke break. <laughs> there was absolutely a smoke break in the middle of the <laughs> class, which I love because I am trying to be over prepared. For my Unity and Diversity Dance Studio moment. And let's be clear just because you see a
0: fat bitch moving, it don't mean that she's trying to lose weight. <laughs>
2: I, I legit
0: just want to have, be able to give my niggas a eight count, a solid sixteen count, so yes. we can stun all you hoes at the next function and/or
1: at this live show. Right? You know? I will be offended if I lose weight. Like. <laughs> That's not the brand.
0: No. How am I gonna explain this to y'all? Right. I got this big ass head now. <laughs> I'm playing. i do what I want. <laughs> we let y'all know right here, right now, this is the year of the fat black girl. Goddamn. And yes. we out here thriving, you know, just letting y'all know that we
1: are worth a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's get into these headlines. Hein? Let's do it. Are you ready? Are y'all ready? Did you miss it? Okay. <laughs> du-duh, 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 du. White, White people have no self-control. Control. God damn. God damn. All right, y'all. So while we were away, you know, just shit hit the fan for girls who look like us. So here's where we're going to start. So Monique, a veteran comedian, Academy Award winning performer, New York Times bestselling author and iconic fat black woman from Baltimore, has been courageously cussing y'all the fuck out <laughs> against the racial and gender pay gap epidemic in Hollywood.
3: Hey, my loves. I am asking that you stand with me and boycott Netflix for gender bias and color bias. I was offered a $500,000 deal last week to do a comedy special. However, Amy Schumer was offered $11 million, Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle $20 million. Then Amy Schumer went back and renegotiated two more million dollars because she said, I shouldn't get what the men are getting, they're legends, however, I should get more, and Netflix agreed. When we asked Netflix to explain the difference, why the money was so different. They said, well, we believe that's what Monique will bring. We said, well, what about my resume? They said, we don't go off of resumes. Then we asked them, what was it about Amy Schumer? And they said, well, she sold out Madison Square Garden twice and she had a big movie over the summer. Is that not Amy Schumer's resume? And then Netflix said, by the way, we believe Monique is a legend too. Why should I get what the legends are getting? Please stand with me in this boycott of Netflix. I love us for real.
1: Personally, y'all know I love Monique. Jasmine, you love Monique too. Of course, that's the foremother. Absolutely. Says, original queen of comedy, bitch. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Put some
2: respect on
0: Put it. Put respect on It's her why
1: we're here right now. Absolutely. Being funny, being smart. Like She led the way, honestly. So, as we just said, Monique's resume is hella impressive. Her success in a very white and very male comedic and movie industry is undeniable. A simple IMDb Monique search illustrates that the comedian was damn near in every black movie and TV show created throughout black television's heyday.
3: Please don't let this bitch say nothing to me, please. please. Please, you know the fuck I am. I'ma say what the fuck I wanna say. You frail motherfuckers. They ain't skinny bitches no more. They frail bitches. Weak. Easily to bend. Bitches is just frail.
2: We're talking about the Nikki Parker from The Parkers. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Queens of Comedy. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about Precious
0: Mama. <laughs> yeah. A black comedian that went inside of a prison
1: mm-hmm. to let you know that I could have been your cellmate. In Ohio, in a women's correctional facility, y'all. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, We're talking about a fat black woman in an open relationship with her husband. talking what? about a
0: fat black woman who had the nerve to wear a red leather
1: skirt with the splits with niggas carrying her out. We talking about a fat black woman who refuses to shave her legs, but will give you a mini skirt on stage anyhow. We
0: are talking about a black woman who hosted one of the first
2: late night television shows hosted by a black woman. We talking about a black woman who shot her shot at Denzel Washington in front of his wife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what <How long laughs> <are> do you mean? <in? laughs> History, Listen, fucking respect. Also, as we just said, Nikki Parker, Monique. I mean, her resume is long. She is comedy. She is black comedy, and I find this whole conversation about Monique very funny because people are in discussing what she is worth as if she doesn't have this long resume. At the same time, TechCrunch. <laughs> Reported that Netflix, which is run by a board of directors exclusively featuring white people, reached a $100 billion mark for its market capitalization, y'all. I don't know about you, but I can't even conceptualize what a billion looks like. So I went and did it for y'all so you don't have to. One billion equals one million multiplied by one million. Oh, you're really fucking them up today, ain't hey? you? Listen to me today. <laughs> And Netflix is worth 100 of those. Mm -hmm. So keeping this rich people math in mind. So what did Netflix offer, Monique? Netflix offered her $500,000, an organization that is literally about to spend $7.5 billion to $8 billion on new original content in 2018. And it just recently came out that that deal would have put Monique's jokes into a two year cap of not being able to be used again. Okay, so let's keep in mind that $500,000 was offered to Monique. In 2017, Netflix lost $39 million to unreleased content. That shit that they they <laughs> so you mean to tell me they waste thirty nine million dollars
0: yes. in a year they can do that, maintain a hundred
1: billion dollars market capitalization
0: and still not give a academy award winning icon the one who like really revolutionized black women. Making it within
2: the mainstream comedy sector. Right. Gave way to Tiffany Haddish, y'all. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but Netflix is out here like them goddamn African scammers that call themselves <laughs> princes from Nigeria. They hit you no, with the, they hit me. you with the. i am saying one million dollars to your account. <laughs> you can keep five hundred thousand of it. You just gotta wire the other five hundred thousand back to me. That's basically what Netflix That's, just tried to hit Monique. with. I'm
1: trying to give my nigga a three sixty deal. This late in the game, they they right. just tried to scam Monique. They definitely scam Monique. And they niggas are her- so caught up. And treating her like shit, that they can't see that the real scammer is Netflix. Bruh,
2: they hit, and then I bet you they tried to pass it off like it was such a good deal. Share this with 10 of your friends and you can come back (laughs) and do it again. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh, y'all not finna do Monique like that. Can I also keep it 100 with y'all? Please. This is also an issue of the type of comedy that is value over other types of comedy, because mm-hmm. while Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle are obviously icons in their own rights and obviously they're black men. So their comedy is in and of itself black comedy. Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, they got that Saturday Night Live mainstream comedy shit. Mm-hmm. Monique is a black comedian. She yes. does black comedy. She does the kind of shit that people are recreating on their Instagram videos. Yeah. She does black stand-up, her entire style, her, her her whole entire delivery. She's doing that shit that Tiffany Haddish is literally just trying to scratch the surface of for a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. I, I would never have imagined that somebody like Tiffany Haddish would host SNL. It wasn't women that I knew like Monique who had already done it for black audiences exclusively. And I feel like low key, they tried to hit Monique with the okie doke because they haven't identified Monique as a person who has crossover mainstream appeal in the same way that other people do. So it's also not only a a lost vote of confidence in Monique, but it's also one of those lost votes of confidence in black people to be able to show up for their people Mm -hmm. and basically saying, we know this is going to be some real black shit that you finna make and we don't know that... Black people are gonna come out and watch this shit at a rate that we want them to, and I'm just not with that shit. I'm tired of having to create content and create shit that is going to be cute. For white people in order for big companies to get behind it. Like, it's niggas in this country, and we be listening to shit, too. Right. We like comedy, too. Right. We want Love Jones on there.
0: Right. I mean, we are watching Netflix. Netflix is the same company that is not
1: investing in our television shows. Right. They are not investing in our classic movies. Right. You know Love Jones costs $27 to purchase off of iTunes right now? girl. Mm And, <laughs> and worth every goddamn $27. Honestly, honest. but I don't want to give it to fucking Apple. And I I love what you're saying, Cecily, about uh, Monique being a very black comedian. Because what we know is Monique's type of comedy is also what's running social media right now. Thank which you. Which is why you have a lot of black men who are honestly breaking into comedy, pretending to be black women who look like us. Mm-hmm. And then
0: for it to be black company, all these people are saying they are black comedians. Monique was the one putting pyramids on the stage. Right. Just giving you all this African
1: iconery. Right. Um, and recreating jail cells about what hers would look like exactly. with big ass pictures of herself. <laughs> Making jokes about what, um, how Harriet Tubman would lead people to freedom, cussing people out. Yes. Like that's Monique, y'all.
0: And that's what it means to leave black women out of the conversation around black consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like they, that happens constantly, right? We, we're constantly giving the accolades and giving all this credit
1: around Black comedy to these Black men. It's like, no, ain't I a woman? (laughs) Hello? Netflix lost $39 million on content that hasn't seen the light of day. That has also included the fact that Sexual harassment and sexual assault hold very necessary monetary consequences because that number also includes the money that is lost on sexual predators like Kevin Spacey um, and the House of Cards series when that news broke. And he's not the only one. So multi-billion dollar corporations like Netflix are willing to pay millions of dollars in losses Towards white supremacist, capitalistic bullshit, but then sit at a table and offer a legend, an icon, 500 k And it's just not enough. But
0: this is a going trend. So Octavia Spencer is now making five times her rate at $1.5 million on a film because a white woman, Jessica Chastain, challenged her brothers in the industry. That means if we do the math, if we divide— $1.5 $1.5 million by five. That means that Octavia Spencer is usually making $300,000 for her movies after winning an Oscar in 2012 for her performance in The Help.
2: If you can't go to Bella no Chase, where could you go? Where can you go? Like, we are here literally winning Oscars for you niggas, and y'all still coming at us with less than half a meal mm-hmm. for some shit that y'all would give fucking... Nicole Kidman, 20 goddamn million dollars. You
1: wouldn't even sit down and start a conversation with Amy Schumer without... A couple of million dollars. Mm
0: -hmm. The National Women's Law Center, or the NWLC, published a fact sheet entitled Equal Pay for Black Women and exposes how black women are being extorted for our work. In the United States, women in general are paid only 80 cents for every dollar a man makes, and black women specifically are paid just 63 cents for every dollar a white man makes.
1: And this is really across education um, levels and across industries, which is why we need to be having this conversation around Monique. The same time we're having this conversation about domestic workers not being paid what they're owed, or bus drivers, or even honestly, grassroots organizers working at some of these top political organizations are not being paid what our white counterparts are. Oh, this tea is hot. It's 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 piping
0: hot. Mm -hmm. And we are talking about black women, specifically now, two black women. And Octavia Spencer Because she is a normal size woman Or plus size as we like to call them um, Black women who are Creating more opportunities For representation of fat black women Beyond just supporting roles And expanding the limited humanity Granted to us in society You want proof? A well-known 2004 study titled The Impact of Obesity on Wages, for example, found that a 65-pound increase in a woman's weight is associated with a 9% drop in wages. 9%. An obesity penalty that's equivalent to about three years of work experience.
2: Meanwhile, our goddamn clothes cost 100% more <laughs> than what you bitches are paying for. <laughs>
0: Ugh.
2: So when Netflix is lowballing
0: offers it's a representation of what corporations even your job is offering all black women yeah. so it's important for us to name what we deserve that's why it's really funny even though like Monique is doing this ask and now it's becoming like a, a place in popular culture hey beloveds I love us for real right as black women who know these things and who are working I know y'all are doing a lot of negotiating and telling people what they owe you. What strategies have you picked up along the way to name your work?
2: I asked for the shit that I want first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just too much out here to lose. Um, and you know, I was raised in a culture, me and Jasmine was talking about this earlier. I mean, where I'm from, close mouths, don't get fed. Mm-hmm. Chicago, I'm, <laughs> Chicago I'm for real Like shit Close mouths don't get fed And you gotta be out here Asking for what the fuck you want But I think more importantly too That We have to hold Other people accountable For the shit that comes Out of their mouths And the shit that they do too Because You know To be honest Like You know I had this conversation With mentees With like homeboys With You know Just people in my community Who Think that they can talk sideways About fat black women Specifically As if I'm not standing right there and as if the shit somehow doesn't apply to me. And I think that it's just Mm -hmm. so important to constantly be doing the work of naming those things, of stating our own value, because honestly, being fat, this shit is like the last frontier in terms of... Our language and our narratives around fatness. Like, we have not come to a place where we are ready to recognize the humanity in fat people, especially not when fatness is also existing at the intersection of blackness and femaleness. We just don't even have language to name that shit yet. The only people that are actually doing that work are actual fat black women. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's so important for us to be vocal about that. Because if not, no one else is going to hear it. Right. So like I'm constantly having to check motherfuckers about stuff that come out of their mouth sideways and really interrogating what that means with them. So like, what do you mean? And like, why why do you think that what you just said about this girl that you don't like don't affect me mm-hmm. when when we in the same body or mm-hmm. or similar bodies, you know? Right. Um, and that's just a very small surface level example. But I think that. I mean, just like with all this shit, just like we need white people to call out their racist fucking uncles. And we need for our niggas in the barbershop to be talking to their misogynist ass homeboys. I think that we need to be checking our thin and our uh, curvy uh, Instagram model body having ass bitches too about the stuff that come out of their mouth about bitches who don't look like them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I realized this year um, it was a very hard realization to make. About how some of my friends who I agree with politically, like who I hang out with, who I've known a long time, how they talk about other fat bodies when I'm around. And it's hard for me to correct them because we're all supposed to be on the same page. We're all, we all talk about, like, Trump the same way. We talk about white people the same way. But then there's this very, this moment when I realize that they still don't see my humanity yet. Mm -hmm. And these are also people who, um, because of my surroundings and working in D.C. politics or what have you, these are people who make hiring decisions. And I just don't think we haven't had enough conversations about fatness in relation to black liberation to say that it's not impacting how we are hiring, how we are viewing people as leaders and who we're putting up front to deliver a message. Mm -hmm. still have to practice how to do what you're saying, which is call that shit out. Mm -hmm. And what I really believe in is by taking up Um, This pop culture moment with Monique rests on if she's likable, if she's a good enough victim, because that's not what black liberation is about. Black liberation is for all black people. And not to mention, like, we're
0: talking about fat people, but the thing is, black women on average are larger than white bodies, white women bodies, Mm -hmm. right? So who's to say that your size 8 ass ain't plus size in the minds of white folks? We watch The Devil Wears Prada. They got all the fat jokes for, uh half the way before right. she lose that little uh, bit of weight, that little <laughs> water weight. Pounds, before girl. she lost 10 pounds. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> my thing is, how is this <laughs> impacting? The you, thing is, y'all talking about us and or don't see us, but the thing is, they seeing y'all exactly the same way. Right. And so you are do- doing the job of white supremacy of maintaining the standard of beauty, and it's not worthy systemically. It is all impacting your pay. And when you don't stand up for a person like Monique, you are also using a stand-up for yourself and denying their worth. And that brings us to the Cool Color, Colorblind Collective. All right. So Monique was preparing to do a press tour after she did this iconic video where she told us that she loved
1: us for real. I love us for real, beloveds.
0: And she decided to publicly pitch Roland Martin on Twitter. So according to love, his Scott, fat ass. Sorry, I got go take that out. Don't take that shit out. Don't take that shit out. No, no, no. Because Roland Martin is still body shaming himself by still using that photo from 15 years ago when he
2: still had a hairline close to his eyebrow. And I think that all black people are beautiful, but it's always a bug-eyed, box-built ass <laughs> nigga that want to shame other fucking black women in terms of what the fuck they body's supposed to look like. You out here taking fucking awkward-angled ass Al Sharpton selfies and shit he ain't got a new headshot in like ta- 20 years bruh cause you ugly <laughs> got the nerve the audacity I'm not doing it with Roland Martin. Roland I'm sorry. Martin
1: is fat. Like, why aren't you in involved in this? Like, you're you are a fat man. And it's okay, but you can't be out here talking down. Little stumpy ass. <laughs> I just want to run <laughs> Roland Martin. <laughs>
0: That's what Monique needs to be saying. She trying to take the high road and shit. Right. You know
2: what? Roland I'm Martin sorry. in high school, Roland Martin in high school was the wear my hug at ass nigga. <laughs> He's still that nigga. And then, and then he got older. And, and, is, and has kept a head count of all of the hugs that he received versus the ones that were rejected to him. <laughs> and that is his sole fuel to get through his days in 2018. That's my personal theory on Roland Martin. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: According to Love B. Scott, Monique tweeted to Roland Martin, quote, Brother Roland, please listen. We're getting ready to do press. I appreciate your fight. However, where is your fight for equality, in all caps, when it comes to your sisters? Let's talk, brother. Now, if anyone knows anything about doing press, when you pitch, often you have to give a why or essentially tell a journalist why the story is in line with the coverage they've already been doing as well as tell them how the story fills in what they're missing. As we keep reporting, Roland Martin, who routinely dismisses black women, decided to take free time. He's acquired from no longer having a show on TV1 to slander the nigga's character. Ah!
2: That nigga ain't got no show.
1: That nigga on Facebook Live. He's being impacted by the pay equality for fat black people.
0: (laughs) So he decided
1: to take his free time uh, to give us some
0: cold tea rather than simply accepting or denying the challenge to learn how to better support black women rather than trying to force us to be satisfied with the representation he wants to give our petty asses. He tweets, quote, I don't waste my time in silly tiffitats, but Monique, um. you gonna have to own up to your stuff too if you want others to. That Ebony Man cover you were on with Chris Rock and I am Steve Harvey, I can see that issue. What? I was told
2: the photo shoot was a horror because of you. First of all, how long ago was this? How long ago years, was that photo shoot? years. Years. So then, How long was that on Roland Martin's chest?
0: Girl, <laughs> next week. So here's my final point, Monique. You are 100% right about black women, black men, and other people of color getting paid top dollar. But how we treat others impacts how we get paid. Now ask yourself, is it you or every other major black
2: Hollywood player that's the problem? First of all, First Roland Martin, love. when you become a part of, uh, when did you become a Hollywood player? Number one, number two, when did you become uh, nice? Uh,
1: that's the real. And give
2: them the hot tea on your experience
0: the with that cancel last
1: t- show on TV <laughs> one. Honestly, and everybody can confirm this. Roland Martin is not nice on set. Mm-hmm. He is very mean. He yells at literally everyone, regardless of if you're a Republican panelist or if you work for him behind the camera. That is his hosties, is to go the fuck off at all times. Now, if this were true— that you have to, how you treat people is how you move through the world or whatever he says, then we can assume that this show was canceled because you mean this. <laughs> he was speaking from experience, right. y'all. He was like, like, listen, I know this. I know this because I am not there I'm an asshole, okay? And I ain't got no job. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, they want you to be grateful for the experience, right? Mm. But I will also add that for the two years that I was a, a commentator on Roland Martin's show, it was volunteer work. Mm-hmm. And additionally, a lot of times I left feeling uncomfortable. I've left yes. to really be there. He it was, kept opening you up to trolls. Yeah, like, and he never apologized for that. What I know as a black woman who's been on TV, anytime a black man co signs my attack, other black men use that as an opportunity to be just as mean and just as hateful. So many things tell us to accept that as a norm. Twitter tells us to accept that as a norm when it comes to harassment of trolls. Rolling Martin has told me to accept that as a norm, that that comes with the territory of doing TV. So it's this weird-ass double standard that nobody should—black women aren't allowed to be— forceful or firm or assertive or even aggressive mm-hmm. when we're talking about our work because Roland Martin is the exact same way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Roland, what, what we're seeing Monique do Roland Martin does so for him to use that as a reason to not support her is dishonest and it's hypocritical at best when you could be digging into these facts the same way we just did to find a reason to tell Netflix to go fuck off mm-hmm. so You know,
0: as Amber just eloquently put... Monique has been accused of misbehaving in Hollywood for a while now. You know, this person is the same person who told Oprah to suck
1: her dick. (laughs) Let's remember, Monique is a comedian. She's supposed to say shit like this. And not to mention, you know, why wouldn't we want
0: to hear some comedy from a person like that? Like, not saying... Now, this is a room who also loves Oprah, but we definitely need, like, multiple perspectives around what's happening. And not
2: to mention... White people get to misbehave all the time.
1: All the time. And so do black
2: men. When Cat Williams did that segment where he was like, fuck Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson is this, this, that, and the other. Even people who want to defend Michael Jackson and whatever it, you know, the allegations against him of abuse and misconduct with children, everybody was like, okay, Cat Williams is being funny. And right. however we feel about this black icon, whatever side of the fence we fall on this, we are willing to give Cat Williams room to have his artistry about this bit. So y'all telling me Monique can't tell Oprah to suck her dick? Monique ain't even got no dick.
0: I'm I'm really glad you went on the content side because Cat Williams has had more trouble, man. Than... Then all of that and on still the still got bar. a fucking
1: special on Netflix right the fuck now. Well, keep Cat Williams lifted up in y'all prayers though. Cat Williams on that stuff.
2: <laughs> <In> order, to- <laughs> keep him lifted out here fighting seventeen y'all's getting his ass whooped <laughs> <laughs> We do have to figure out how to give
0: grace to black women. So yes. in order for black women to be treated. As human, there's this notion that we have to cooperate with hostile work environments mm-hmm. or even confrontational personalities like Roland Martin. Why is it important for us to normalize black women misbehaving? And I have my eye to Cecily, who is the bad, bad black girl.
2: Having the bad in front of it, so in addition to one bad bitch. Point two being also that I'm also not walking into the room trying to be anybody's respectable princess. I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to be anyone's woke queen. I'm not trying to be anyone's delicate, dainty flower. You know, I'm a human being, and I'm a woman, and I'm from Chicago, and I'm with the shits, and I feel like I should be able to bring all of that with me to the table, but I'm also not going to offer up any apologies for it either. And to be honest... I feel like I get to chin check who's in the room with me as well. When I I bring my full-ass, misbehaving-ass self into a room, (laughs) and I feel like I'm getting side-eyes, okay. That's the snake in the grass. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. I really feel like I want more people to start putting their fucking money where their mouth is. Right. And I want to see how people are actually showing up behind their politics because I think that every single person that will have this conversation about how we need to treat black women better and we need to let black women do mm-hmm. the things that they want to do and we we need to respect all body types and we need to love all women because they are beautiful but then Monique come in and ask you to run her check and now all of a sudden y'all got all these fucking prerequisites <laughs> about what the fuck she can and she cannot say Mm -hmm. Mm. which one is it Mm. I think that we need to behave badly because we need to bring fucking snakes out the grass to be honest because Mm. really what y'all think women misbehaving is, is occasionally sipping a little bit of Hennessy and listening to Cardi B. Right. Mm. Nah. Misbehaving nah. is telling your boss fuck you when she disrespects you at the workplace and still asking for your raise the next day. In a professionally worded email, of course. I'm not trying to get <laughs> none of y'all fired. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you feel what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so, we have to also
0: interrogate well, what is being asked of black women in these situations for them to to come out because mm-hmm. it takes a lot for us to speak out about the things that are happening to us, because we know we run the risk of being harmed once again. Right, exactly. But, <laughs> it's
1: really I'm like, important. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just having a moment. Because mm-hmm. I think that has... Uh, I'm tr- I don't know why this is making me want to cry. I think that has been really the glory of, like, when I'm... Whew. <clears throat> <clears throat> I think that has been one of the like great things that has come out of my friendship with you all, and particularly when I met Cecily when I did, because I saw so much of myself, my my childhood self in Cecily when mm-hmm. we met in D.C., and I saw how much I was sacrificing that person in mm-hmm. order to survive in this work and in order to do the work that I wanted to do specifically on behalf of the communities that I come from. And I think that it's making me sad because last year I made the decision to not do this work in that way anymore. Mm -hmm. But this is why this conversation has been so important to me to see Monique say, no, Mm -hmm. we deserve so much more. And for people to look at her and not see how she, this fight can elevate all of us is really heartbreaking. Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm also really glad, Amber, that you brought up this these conversations that happen specifically from other Black people, because we are going to be remiss if we do not mention that the reason why Monique is in the position that she's in and why the narrative mm-hmm. even got started, that she is a troublemaker, that she talks too much, that she makes shit miserable for everybody else, is because Lee Daniels, a yeah messy-ass gay black man co-signed that shit because he didn't feel like he was getting his fucking props when she won the Oscar and essentially blackballed her. Right. Yeah. Not being able to
0: talk without an accent, not being able to necessarily co-switch, all our penalties... To specific bodies Especially when you are refusing To be someone's mammy And so that's why I'm thankful For where I am now With the National Network of Abortion Funds Where the imagery is literally A black woman's hands With tattoos on the knuckles Shout out to Yamani Hernandez Mm -hmm. Who is normalizing the fact that black women don't have to look a certain way or be a certain way in order to be in leadership. Mm-hmm. And we have to normalize ourselves in all iterations of ourselves because that representation matters, and we have to also be willing to go to bat for our sisters no matter what they're doing. Anything, we're more willing to throw black women away before we are willing to help a black woman get a check, and that's wild. Right
1: That's the realest thing You could do That's the real the, Listen The realest thing You could do Is hook a black woman Up with a check Amen oh, So now we're going Into black women The gods. Hey. L- Leslie Jones Recently shared A post of herself At the gym Cause you know She be on her workout shit If y'all follow her On social media And she recently wrote Okay Back to cardio But confession I feel like I'm doing it For nothing I know it's for health And not Not to just look good But I really feel like, what is it all for if the people you want to notice don't? I just feel like I might die alone. Sorry, that's pretty heavy today. Um, so she shared that post And of course Because y'all don't know How to talk about fatness And black folks um, And dark skinned black women Yes exactly Because the desirability Right So I'm going to read What Megan Good wrote In response That people are like Yes yeah, sis And we're going to break down Why this completely Misses the mark To what Leslie Jones Just shared with us So Megan Good wrote Under the post um, She says The right people will notice You are a gift And God doesn't give His precious gifts away To everyone He's selective He gives you Who he can trust You are doing It for something You're preparing For something Career Relationship Purpose Etc Make it so That your body Will continue To take you Wherever God Wants you to go He has a plan And he will Caps Give you The desires Of your heart At the perfect time With the right people Slash person Be encouraged Sis You are one of a kind And you are so dope LOL, God ain't giving you away to just anybody. You two bomb for that. Okay, now that you're done making good, Leslie Jones just talked about how she's scared that she might die alone, and this is coming out of the mouth of someone who is, I believe Leslie Jones is over six feet tall. Um, She is a dark-skinned black woman with- Short hair. Short hair, and because, literally because, I believe, she might be able to go into a regular store and buy a pair of jeans, but because she Fairly. is tall and big, she is seen as a fat black person. Thank Here we you. are again. Because that is so important
2: for me to just get off my chest from the jump. Mm-hmm. I am a fat black bitch, like certified blue check mark, verified fat bitch. Literally. When I look at Leslie Jones, The first thing that comes to my mind as a person who is used to the way that black people look is not, oh, here go one of my fellow fat bitches. Mm -hmm. I know she not a size two, but white people, though. In Hollywood. White people and also bitches that look like Megan Good.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yes. Leslie Jones also talks about this in her stand-up. That's right. I know y'all already noticed that I'm a big bitch, though. That's right. Six feet tall, six feet big bitch in the house <laughs> that's right and i got some big ass feet that's right i got some big ass feet i wear a size 12 yeah uh in men's <laughs> 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 when i walk in a pay less it get quiet than a motherfucker I mean, motherfuckers be hiding and shit bitches be behind the counter like does that bitch see me does she see me <laughs> we only got We only got lemons, bitch. We
2: only got lemons.
0: I think there's this notion that we have to prioritize romantic love as well in these spaces. Like, granted, there's something in this piece that lets me know that there's uh, if you do not achieve this particular partnership, you have somehow failed.
1: Right, and that you're alone, Mm -hmm. and she's not alone.
2: (laughs) And I'm also going to say that I feel like There was room for what Leslie said to be open for interpretation. And I feel like Megan Good came through with so many assumptions about specifically what Leslie was talking about. Mm -hmm. Because for all we know, Leslie could have actually been like, so the thing is... I'm doing my thing in my career. I'm an older woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm ever going to actually have time to have kids. That's mm-hmm. what she could have said. Mm-hmm. She could have wow. been like, she could have been like, I'm putting all this time in this gym to make sure I have a body that's healthy that can do the things that I want to do. However, I might, I might not ever be able to have the kids that I want to have because I'm hustling so hard mm-hmm. to make my career pop off. Mm-hmm. She could have meant because I'm getting older, I'm not seen in the lens of desirability in the ways that i want to she could have meant i'm attracted to these white men out here in this field that i work in and them niggas don't like me because i'm black it ain't no amount of gym that's gonna fix that problem for me and
1: there was an assumption that she was not she was saying that she's not beautiful thank you that was the biggest fucking assumption that everybody made with their encouragement is that somehow she thought That she, too, believed that. So my question to you all is, like, how does being fat and black impact or influence how you build intimate partnerships and community?
0: For me, one thing that I find myself asking people, you know, when you get to know people and all this other stuff, I definitely ask the question outright. Do you typically find yourself in intimate relationships with fat black women? Mm. And the way people answer that question lets me know if I want to continue or not. People like people to fetishize, fetishize you, and I just don't have time to be fetishized. I ain't got, unless you're trying to pay me. Um, but,
2: then everything is open for negotiation then
0: everything is left <laughs> up
2: for negotiation go, go
1: talk to my person over there if I'll you're interested in a
2: bit of if you're interested in fat black fetishization you can reach me via paypal.me/cecily slash that's spelled s e s a l i you,
0: you must give a tribute paypalme J-S-K-O-S. but <laughs> these niggas i also find myself um i I'm not really interested in being in relationships with people who wanna tell me how I'm not that big. Like Oh
1: my God. I know
0: that a lot of my friendships I learned early on, like in high school. I like I'm not saying I don't have smaller friends, but I didn't like how it felt when I went shopping with my skinnier counterparts. Uh because my clothes weren't in their stores like I couldn't just go buy something without going to the dressing room. It just was a really mm-hmm. stressful experience, and we've talked about this on a mixtape around like Renee. Yes, that day where she was just the ultimate accomplice in shopping,
1: just really right bringing back shifted. two X's and three X's. Yeah, it was amazing. Like it was I ain't never seen no shit experience. like that.
0: experience. But I also know that my core community is. With fat black women Like Mm -hmm. I know that while I do Have these friendships there's just certain Things that smaller people In my life just don't understand And don't really know how to um, Unpack with me Mm -hmm. And um, They end up saying like the making good Type shit and I'm just like (laughs) Girl that's not what I'm saying at all Like I love you And you ain't my person in this So I definitely love and value my time with Amber with Cecily with Jonathan like just because I get to live in a bubble where my life and my 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 life in this body is just normal like I ain't got to explain shit mm-hmm. I can literally talk about a nigga and like not have to give background on why this was fucked up I ain't got to like um, justify, like, my experience at the doctor's, like, well, maybe it isn't that they make the seats smaller in the room on purpose. Maybe that's just how they make the seats. Like, and
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that bubble, too, because, and also that the question is framed around intimate relationships, because I also think that one of the things that Fat black women have been pushed into silence about too is around the violence mm-hmm. that exists as a result of like being a fat black woman and how there are no reins on the way people will verbally and or physically kind of handle you right. and treat you because of the way your body is perceived. I mean, like I've had to, like, sit some of my, you know, smaller friends down and tell them straight up, like, nah, sis, I'm actually not really interested in going to hang out with a bunch of yo, you know, young college guy friends because, mm. you know, I, I've i met so many men who literally just don't even know how to deal with a woman in a space with them that they're not attracted to or that they are not able to put into some box of desirability, mm. that it literally becomes hostile and... Violent towards me mm-hmm. as a person that they've deemed as like unattractive and therefore not worthy. One time I went to a party with some co workers, and you know, me and my co worker was just chatting about the type of guy I'm into. It was like this weird quirky ass nigga, and you know, I love quirky ass niggas. Do, the do. Tyler Critters. Oh, I love a nigga that wore busted chucks all through high school <laughs> and then, and then you know, became a coder and got the bag low key, yeah. but like still wear Skechers and shit, but yeah. like wear his hair. I like Donald Glover. Donald Glover really is my prototype. Um, but anyway, but I, love I was this about you. Sesson. It really I, because it took me a long time to accept it because I had to stop fucking with thug ass niggas. It <laughs> <laughs> was the thing I really did, and and I realized where my me niche and myself was.
1: Personally, I've not given them up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> me, yeah, I had to realize where my niche was, and I feel like I'm just a better person for it. But I will say, like. You know, so anyway, I was telling her this and, you know, we spotted this guy. I was like, him, like, you know, you, y'all like these, like, real clean cut dudes. I'm like, this is actually the type of guy that I that I would talk to. And he was, like, there with his homeboys. And my friend was like, go, go offer to buy him a drink. Go say this to him. Go do this. And it was a moment where I, I, like, I hadn't really, like, processed, like, what it was that I was feeling or what it was. But I just remembered I kind of, like, played, like, a cute shy role. Like, oh, my God, girl, I'm not going to do that. And I also was like, bitch, me buy a nigga a drink. You got me fucked up. Facts, but you know, all of the, all of that was you true know, too. Thirties is weird. You got to do some false yeah. shit like that sometimes. Occasionally, yeah. This was mm-hmm. last year. This was in my twenties. This yeah. was last year. You know, I've changed tra- I've evolved a little bit, <laughs> but but also what I felt like I wasn't able to name for her in that moment too was like. That's a situation that could potentially put me at risk. Right. Because if he's a person that does not want to be identified as somebody that's attracted to fat women, oh. it's no limits. I don't I don't know what he will do or say to right. me in the middle of this party full of people mm-hmm. to distance himself from me in that way. Right. And so, now we got a problem, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm in a in a in a violent situation mm-hmm. or he's in a violent situation when I pop his ass in the mouth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it Right. It's mm-hmm. a lose lose, you know, and like I think that that is a reality of being a fat black woman that I feel like we're not allowed to talk about Mm -hmm. and I think that the comment that Megan Good made to Leslie Jones is a big part of that pushing us into silence Mm -hmm. because it's and that that same kind of like oblivious colorblindness that white people like to do around race there's this kind of blindness around like what our experiences are as fat women as if if we just sit the shit out and play the same ass like gendered ass dating games that all of the rest of these bitches are playing that, you know, our right one will come and the script will eventually play out for us just like it's supposed to play out for everybody else. So we're not able to say, no, actually, sis, the script is never going to play out for us in that way because Mm. that script was not written for us. Mm. I'm not supposed to find myself in y'all's narrative of heteronormative love in that way because I already fall outside of the parameters of what is required of my femininity. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not playing my my role as the feminine person in this basic ass narrative in the first place because I'm fat. So like I experienced violence as a result of that. And I think that we haven't been able to say that. So I think a big part of my building intimate relationships has been around making sure that I feel safe right. with people exactly. that I'm trying to, like, share my body with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that safety
0: is so paramount. I, like, I just don't, I have to justify my existence in so many ways. Right. And this is one area I don't want to do that. It's across the spectrum of my intimate relationships, whether it be friendship, whether it be sexual, whether it be romantic.
1: Like, all of that just deserves to be my home. It's a different type of community when you actually hang out with other fat black women. Like Mm -hmm. Like me
0: and Amber, like we go out all the time and it's like you just see these people lose their shit. Like they, they can't it's like, I can't let you know that I'm attracted to you, but it's very clear that I'm attracted to you, so I'm just gonna tease you. Or become your around. fucking best
1: friend. Yeah, like, <laughs> like <laughs> let's, let's be real t- about that shit. Now, let's, wait a minute, now. The, they become your best goddamn friend. You're going to burn my mouth with the hot tea, Amber. <laughs> the tea
2: is too hot. Jasmine had to get up out of her seat. I didn't burn my mouth. I'm about to choke on this whiskey the, and this coffee cup. That's
1: what I was trying not to say, the but tea that's is what my. Too hot. Yeah. They, let them know. They literally, they will become your business partners. They'll become your homies. They'll do all that shit just to deal with their attraction to you while dating women who are seemingly the opposite than you because they don't want to deal with the attraction. And that's the real tea of it all. And
0: I just want to say that when I use the word niggas, that was a very (laughs) non-gendered word because let's also be clear that the black queer community
1: also has a lot of work to do around fat bodies and fraction to them so you know i'm just grateful for y'all i love y'all oh we love you amber so amber what is your hope for black futures Ooh, my hope for black futures is that we take the time to not only interrogate our politics as far as theories but to put them in practice in our desires as well
0: cecily what is your hope for black futures
2: My hope for Black Futures is that we come to a place where we start to interrogate understandings of Black excellence and who we are excluding from that narrative Mm. at every single turn because this whole conversation around fatness to me is on it. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. When I think of Black excellence, if I had to give some type of visual example, I'm thinking of all of, the young black polished Negroes and they lease BMWs that hang out at the park on 14th uh, <coughs> on Saturday nights right? Uh, right 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 yes now think of literally every single person that might get looked at sideways if they walk into the park on a Saturday night if you coming in there with some baggy pants on with your old pants sagging if you coming in there mm. with no shirt on and a bunch of chains and a bunch of tattoos on your face if you coming in there fat if you coming in there talking with your southern accent if you coming in there telling niggas that want to fuck you after the club that they going to have to run you $500 If you coming in there talking about How you know yo, you got to dip up out of here early because your mama might be getting ready to have an overdose and you got to go see about her. Right. Like when we have these conversations about which bodies belong in black spaces, Mm. let's continue to expand upon that. And I think that this conversation about fatness is just one of the many conversations we need to have. But I also think it's the conversation that people are still afraid to have, that people are not willing to talk about the way they mama look. Mm-hmm. And how that has affected her access to shit.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Point blank period. Let's stop acting like bodies are not important to black people. And let's have real conversations about them. That's my hope for black futures.
0: Oof. I co-sign that hope. We can wrap there. All right. If you're looking for us, remember, you can find us on the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape. We're also on social network platforms, Twitter and
1: Instagram, <laughs> at Black Joy Mixtape. And where can they find you, Amber? I'm just at Amber J. Phillips on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And where can they find you, Jasmine?
0: They can find me at Jazz on Your Mind on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram.
1: And what about you, Cecily, our lovely guest? You guys
2: can find me at Bad Fat Black Girl on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, only if you're willing to send Snapcash. Yes, where can they pay you, Cecily? Pay me on Venmo at Cecily-Bowen or paypal.me backslash Cecily. That's spelled S-E-S-A-L-I. It's also the link in my bio. You can pay the Black Joy mixtape
1: at paypal.me backslash Black Joy. Also, just so y'all know, and we don't want to hear no shit about this, we are moving to a bi-weekly black joy release schedule that means our next show will be on february 23rd and just to let y'all know moving to this bi-weekly schedule also means that we have
0: more time to prepare we also have more time to you know schedule these appearances if you want the black joy mixtape at your school at your university you can send all inquiries to the black joy mixtape at gmail.com thank y'all for listening we love
1: you for real <laughs> <laughs> this is Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of Black Joy. And this is Shaz, the King of the South. And you just listened to oh, the Black here. Joy, Joy mixtape. And like, hey, what it do?
0: Oh, oh, oh shit, we back oh, with Vario 2. My own weight.
1: Feel like Black